You're addicted to pain pills. You're a fucking whore. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Room podcast coming in fast on your bitch ass. My name is Darian. I am here. Miss Monica is not. Do you want to know why? I'll tell you right now. My entire household is infected with pink eye. Uh, conjunctivitis as it is. Everybody except for me. I'm doing fine. My eyes are fine. Um, I'm still a little raspy, but that's because of a whole other running thing that I did earlier in the week. I'm going to get into that. It's the Reno Tahoe Odyssey. We'll talk about that in a minute. Buddy made it, and yes. he doesn't give a fuck about pink eye. That's right. I'm here with my gas mask on. He, he's, <laughs> he is wearing a, he's in a full-body hazmat suit right now. <laughs> That's right. Which I think actually makes him more attractive. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, what's up with you, homeboy? Oh, not much. You know, the usual work, work, work. Work, work, work. Did you get a day off this week? Nope, not this week. Good. I'm Fucking looking, asshole. You I'm don't deserve one. I'm looking forward to uh, one next week, though. You're going to get one next week? Yes, I'm going to get one next week. So what's going on with you, Dan? Oh, Jesus Christ, man. I ran the Reno Tahoe Odyssey. I'm going to get into We're going to do a werewolf section segment this this episode, I promise. Awesome. Because I have a lot it's been to... been a while. It has. It's been like a month and a half. I have a lot to report. The, the Reno Tahoe Odyssey gods, along with Karma, came back and smacked me right in, right in my little uh, pink hiney. Mm-hmm. And I felt sure every inch of it. <laughs> <laughs> I may have been penetrated, sir. <laughs> I'm oh, not going to... Yeah? Uh, yeah, I prefer not to talk about it, but <laughs> if you're going to pry, then I will. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Monica could not be here. I don't, I st- I'm still a little hoarse. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my, my voice is slowly coming. My wife has zero voice right oh, now. Yeah. Listening to her try to talk is, is silly. <laughs> Tell you the truth, I'm kind of enjoying the peace and quiet around here. <laughs> oh, I, what's that, babe? I couldn't hear you. Oh, uh, you're trying to tell me what to do again? <laughs> yeah, I don't hear you so good. <laughs> yeah, just nod and say, uh-huh. Uh-huh, yeah. Well, I didn't hear you. Sorry, I'm going to go back to playing Mortal Kombat. You, <laughs> sounds, whatever, sounds good, honey. I'll do that, whatever, whatever you just said there. <laughs> She's going to punch me in the face after this. It's fine. It's fine. I deserve it. Uh, No Miss Monica this week, inmates. I apologize, but in her best interest, uh, this is like a disease-ridden house at the Mm. moment. Um, I'm hoping I get something. You're going to be fine. (laughs) You're going to be fine. Even if you do get sick, you don't care, you son of a bitch. I know, right? You just keep going to work, you bastard. (laughs) Making me feel like a lazy prick. Uh, we got the usual shit show to get into here, inmates. We got listener mail, horror news, all the usual shenanigans. Let's jump right in, shall we, with a little horror news. Oh, 
<laughs> Horror news. Buddy, what do you got, big guy? All right, Rob Zombie says the trailer for Three from Hell is coming next week. Mm-hmm. That's right. We've been dying to see the trailer for Rob Zombie's Three from Hell. And after promising it was coming soon, Zombie now has announced that it's arriving next week. Zombie says it's coming in six more days, which puts it at Monday, June 10th. I like that, but I'm not too excited. Well, did you hear that Barry Bostwick and Chaz Bono have both been confirmed for cameos? Okay, I like Chaz Bono. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the fuck Barry Bostwick is. Yeah, me I feel like I should know that name, though. So Three from Hell has been rated R for strong, sadistic violence, <laughs> language throughout, sexual content, I like that. content graphic nudity, mm-hmm. and drug use. Well, of course. We're expecting a fall 2019 release for this one. Okay. I'm into it. Yeah. I'm ready for a, I'm, I'm ready for a continuation of the Firefly family. Oh. <laughs> Fire yeah. fi- fly family. I'm ready for that. Yeah, me too. I'm actually pretty stoked for the trailer. I'm kind of curious. Here's yeah. the problem I have with Rob Zombie and trailers. Um, they show the best ones. There no, the, no, they don't show anything really. <laughs> like go back and look at trailers for House of a Thousand Corpses. Right. It's not much. It's there. like uh, rain, mm-hmm. and then uh, lightning flash, and then House of a Thousand Corpses. House of a Thousand Corpses, and maybe a smile, or like a like a house on a hill. Yeah, and you're like. Coming soon. We have a structure. There is a there is a, a residence involved. But that's okay though. I would rather have something like that than see like the best parts. Well, what you want to do is you want to okay. So we're saying six days for the trailer. Mm-hmm. Come back in like three months, I think. Yeah, because it's coming out in fall, so we right. can wait a while. After that, we'll have a little something more substantial. Yeah. Yeah, is like what I'm saying. Beginning of August or something. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm into it. I'm I'm psyched either way. Uh, Darlin continues the story of the woman this July. Dark Sky Films has announced Pollyanna McIntosh's Darlin, which she wrote, directed, and stars in for release in theaters and on VOD platforms July 12th this year. Okay. Let's take a, let's take a little walk down memory lane, amigo. Uh-huh. Okay. So the, the, this, okay, we, we saw the woman mm-hmm. and we saw the precursor to that, the offspring, Mm-hmm. which was based on the Jack Ketchum novel. Right. So this whole universe around Darlin is centered on feral children living in the woods, right? Like like filthy, cannibalistic, feral children. I don't know. I have something here for you. Oh, what do you got there now? Found at a Catholic hospital, filthy and ferocious, feral teenager Darlin is whisked off to care home run by the bishop and his obedient nuns, where she is to be tamed into a good girl. However, Darlin holds a secret darker than the sins she is threatened with, and she is not traveling alone. The woman, the walking from The Walking Dead, Pollyanna McIntosh, McIntosh. Uh, equally fierce and feral, who raised her, is ever-present and is determined to come for her, no matter who tries to step in her way. Uh, in the sequel... Uh, the woman, a feral teenage girl, is taken into strict Catholic care and prepared for her first Holy Communion. Okay, so two things. Mm-hmm. Number one, this could be the character uh, Angela Bettis's daughter from the woman that mm-hmm. we're talking about. Sounds like it. It could be because mm-hmm. you remember that that weird picturesque family that like the dad abducted the woman and was right. keeping her, and the teenage daughter that was there. But if she's, I mean, I don't think she would be feral because she grew up in a suburban home. Right. 
That's number one. Number two, the mm-hmm. dad synonymously raped the woman while he had her in captivity. Right. So I'm wondering if she didn't. I don't recall her showing any signs of pregnancy, but if she could, was, could then be. That, so so that's option number two. Yeah. Um, I'm into it. I like to. I, I, I'll I, check it out. I kind of wish Lucky McKee was involved in some way because he directed the woman, oh, which yeah, yeah. I felt was. Um, usually better than The Offspring. The Offspring, yeah. Offspring wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. From what I understand, the novel is phenomenally better. But, uh, uh, you know, Pollyanna McIntosh, mm-hmm. I like her. Oh, yeah. God great damn. Actress. She uh, looked great naked, too. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you right now. Remember uh, Let Us Pray? Oh, yeah. Woo! Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Police would, officer. Wouldn't kick her out of bed. Wouldn't kick her. I, I would kick her into bed, but then I would not kick her. For for eating crackers? Yeah. No, absolutely not. No, <laughs> tuna fish perhaps because that gets <laughs> tuna fish. that gets that gets weird and stinky, and we don't want that. <laughs> I can go somewhere, but I'm gonna leave that one alone. Hey, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so K Swiss celebrates 35 years of Ghostbusters with Stay Puffed and Slimer sneakers. Hmm. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. This year marks 35 years of Ghostbusters, and lots of different companies are celebrating in their own ways. Among them, K-Swiss is dropping brand new Ghostbusters shoes this week. Detailed by Hype, Beast, K-Swiss, and Foot Locker have partnered to unleash two pairs of sneakers, classic 2000s inspired by Slimer and SI-18s international inspired by Stay Puffed. For the SI-18s international Stay Puffed, the majority of the white leather sneaker is accented with navy blue and red detailing, paying homage to the Marshmallow Man sailor collar and hat. Additionally, a Stay Puft tongue tag, insoles, branded laces, and heels add the final touches to this collaborative pair. Over the on classic 2000 Slimer, the sneaker is dressed head to toe in ectoplasm green aside from the metal eye stays and the translucent pvc upper which allows the color hue to shine through the back of the tongue is colored pink to represent slimer's actual tongue while the insoles dawn on a drawing of the character finally glow in the dark outsoles add a special finishing touch both sneakers will debut at ghostbusters fan fest this saturday june 8th in california Fans unable to make it to the event will be able to grab them on Foot Locker's website that day. And uh, just for you, there's a picture of the um, Stay Puffed. I would not, if just looking at what you're showing me right now, mm-hmm. I would not know that that had anything to do with the Ghostbusters. Right. Or Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. And Slimer. <laughs> All right, that one I get. Yeah, that, I, that one, one that one and makes it's sense. Terrible. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it's I'm I'm bad. not a sneaker guy. I'm not one of these dudes that like collects sneakers or anything. I I got three pairs of shoes. I got my runners. I got my work shoes, and then I got another pair that has holes in it that I've had for like 14 years that I use <laughs> when I go out to do yard work. <laughs> right. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> that's all you need. That's the that's all I need, man. I'm <laughs> yeah. not. What am I going to people going out looking at shoes and shit? I don't have time for that. Yeah. Forget it. Forget the whole thing. Other than that, that's all I got. What do you got? Oh, here I come with my horror news. <laughs> Are you ready for uh, something really stupid? <laughs> Coming from you, Darren, I'm always ready. Here it comes, baby. <laughs> oh, boy. I, this is not my idea, but oh, yeah? Bloomhouse. Uh, the horror, the horror house that we all know and love is yeah. teaming with Mattel Toy Company for what? an upcoming horror film based on what? The Magic Eight Ball. 
dude, I can write you really? a ho- yeah. I can write you a horror movie. I can do it in like a month. It doesn't take me long. Why would Bloomhouse sign on to that? You took the words right out of my mouth. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I'm sure there's some kind of a outline involved. Uh, the only thing I can think of is maybe there's some demon that when you shake it, it says "kill your family." Yeah, kill your family, and then some demon like comes out and, then, and does it, or some asshole is like, "Oh, I gotta go kill my family now." I hope it's not that. It's way. Uh, <laughs> it sounds ridiculous, yeah, it does. especially after that Truth or Dare movie that they put out that mm-hmm. was complete crap. Uh, I'm not, uh, I mean, I love, I love me some Bloomhouse, you know, uh, The Conjuring, Insidious, uh, The Purge, um, uh, Sinister, uh, Happy Death Day. They do good work. Yeah, I don't, they do. dude, I'm not, I'm, it's, it's hard to get aboard. On it's this hard part. to get behind a magic eight ball horror movie, sir. Yeah. I'm sorry. All right. Then that, that, that being said, horror. Laugh at you. Or just like shake it. <laughs> okay. Well, then I take it and I throw it out the window. And that's <laughs> right. the end of the movie. Oh, you fucking attitude. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> right. Whatever. Uh, horror anthology series Two Sentence Horror Stories is coming to the CW in August. Hmm. I'm kind of into this. I might check this out. Hmm. Uh, are you familiar with these Two Sentence Horror Stories? Nope. Um, it's like a creepypasta thing. Okay. You got to write a, a horror story in two sentences. In two sentences. So it's like, it. one of my favorites is like, I was the last man on earth and nobody was left. Somebody knocked at my door. And then make a movie off of it. And then there you go. You got to okay. turn That's that into cool. some kind of a series. Yeah. Uh, you know, check it out. Hmm. Uh, Scream, you're go- are you ready to pop a, uh, a, a vampire boner? Cause oh, I'm going to give yeah. you one. I'm going to give you one right now. Okay. Pull your vampire pecker out of your pants. Huh? because here it comes scream factory is giving john carpenter's vampires the limited edition blu-ray treatment Mm. all the big uh interviews cast and crew yeah uh director commentary i'm sure Mm -hmm. james woods james woods being james woods Mm -hmm. love him i'm stoked for that one i am i'm pumped i think i'm gonna pre-order that bad guy uh, looks like Netflix is developing a Magic the Gathering animated series with a quote-unquote horror vibe. Really? Are you familiar with Magic the Gathering? Yeah. The card game? Uh-huh. Everybody was into it mm-hmm. for like 13 minutes when we were in high school. <laughs> right. Well, you were probably in college, you old fuck. Yeah. Um, I knew people who were into it. <laughs> I, I never got into it myself. I couldn't afford it. You know right. what I mean? Because once you get in, you got to buy the the. Oh yes, yeah. and some of those are really expensive. Yeah, and then they started with all the expansions. You got to buy all that shit. Yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't keep. I didn't even. I was like, that's going to get expensive fast. I'm going to not uh, even invest my time in that yeah. because I don't have any time or money to invest to begin with. Yeah, you know my cousin Matt. He was into that. I that does not surprise me. <laughs> At the, I've met your cousin Matt, and that does not surprise me for <laughs> one second. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't maybe there's like a story behind it, right? Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, you you're like a wizard and you got to battle other other wizards, so maybe they may, could, could possibly make a show out of it. Might be cool. Yeah. I'll check it out maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh lastly, I have some Mortal Kombat 11 news. Ooh, sir, okay. What you got. All right. I Am I going to get a mortal boner right here? You might. <laughs> yeah, okay, so they're about to it's it's been out for a, a couple months now, Mortal Kombat 11. Uh-huh. Uh they're about to unleash the first combat pack. Uh right. what this is is a a string of um 
unlockable characters. Okay. You got to pay for the combat pack, and then sure. this is let when with Mortal Kombat 10. This is where Jason and the Predator and Alien. Right, came right, in. right, right. Okay, now uh, they've announced who is going to be in the first combat pack. Hmm. Now it's six characters. Wow. If you're familiar with the Mortal Kombat lore, you might recognize some of these names. First one. Shang Tsung. Okay. He was the uh, the boss in the original Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. He's coming back, and he's going to be voiced and characterized by Kerry Fukuyama, really? who played uh, Shang Tsung in the Mortal in the Kombat Mortal movie, Kombat movie yeah. which is pretty badass. That is pretty cool. Okay. That's pretty cool. Uh, Nightwolf is coming back. He was from Mortal Kombat 2, I believe. Huh. Sindel is coming back. She was from Mortal Kombat 3. Wow. Spawn is coming back. Oh, well, I don't know if he was ever in a Mortal Kombat game, but Spawn is going to be a playable oh, okay. character. Now, here's where things get funny. Hmm. Okay. So I'm watching the trailer. I'm watching the, the commercial for this. Mm-hmm. And it says, um, Shang Tsung it pops up and it shows a picture of Carrie. And he's like, oh, yeah. And then it shows Sindel. And her big thing was screaming. Like she <laughs> screams. Ah! Shows yeah. that. Uh-huh. And then it shows Spawn. And there's like some chains, like you hear the sound of chains whipping around. Okay. And then it shows Night Wolf, and there's like a wolf howling in the background. And then it says, plus two others. Okay. Okay. Now, when it said two quote unquote others, others, in the background, you hear a chainsaw rev to life. Yeah. Which makes me think. Bruce Campbell is 100% full of shit, and Ash is going to be in this combat. That would be sick. That's what I'm leaning towards Mm -hmm. right now. You heard it here first, inmates. Bruce Campbell, I'm I'm putting some money on it. Or Leatherface. <laughs> Leatherface was in the last game. Oh yeah, he was. So in the last one. that could be possible too. <laughs> I don't know, but I think it's I think I'm leaning towards Ash. Yeah, I am too. And that what be, that'd be sick. Here's the funny thing. Okay, uh-huh. after that trailer came out, Bruce Campbell went on Twitter and he tweeted, "Oh, that sounds like a hell of a game. Might have to check it out." Oh, yeah. I that think sounds, he's in. I think he's in, the yeah. son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. God damn it, Bruce. Get in there. <laughs> he's all tried to play it off. <laughs> oh, the smooth son of a bitch. I love, <laughs> love him. <it. laughs> all right, inmates. That's all we got on the horror news. Let's do ourselves some listener mail here, shall we? Oh, yeah. Listener mail. Oh, we got voicemails and emails and all kinds of fun stuff. Let's kick it off with... um, Let's go to Houston, Texas. Here comes the Lance from the Horror Returns podcast. Hey, Lance! Lance in the house. Subject line, Troma Meat Hook. Yeah, what do you got? Hey, guys, I wanted to weigh in on the Troma films. Mm-hmm. These are masterpieces that probably deserve to be in the Criterion collection. <laughs> but for now, let's just hope we can find them on regular DVD and not VHS. Right. First, I pick Mother's Day, a good old-fashioned mm-hmm. movie about boys' love for their mother, a mother's stern approval and rape. It's actually one of the better rape-revenge movies out there. Um. Yeah, that's uh, that's that. Yeah. Have you seen the original Mother's Day? Yeah, long it's, time ago. It's pretty wacky. Have you seen the remake of no. Mother's Day? No. It's I think um, I I feel like it's a more serious movie. You know what yeah. I mean? Would and you it's say better though. I do well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. The original it, was pretty silly. The original was silly. This one, this one actually has like a 
Um, there's meaning behind it. There, there's like drama involved, and there's like decent acting involved. Okay. And you kind of feel for the uh, protagonists, you know, and the antagonists in a oh, weird really? way. Yeah. Uh, it was directed by Darren Lynn Bowsman, who did oh, Saws, Saws. Uh, three and four and yeah. Repo, the genetic opera. Uh-huh. That, it stars Rebecca De Mornay wow. as the aforementioned mother. Mother, right? Um, hmm. Oh, also involves uh, hair plugs getting ripped out, which looks entirely painful. Hair plugs? Hair plugs, yeah. Hmm. Like you're losing your hair, you yeah. get that weird surgery shit, and then they rip that out. Wow. It's, it's, it looks entirely, I don't know. What if it uh, makes like a... No, no, no. It's no. more like a... Ah! It's like a Velcro sound, really. Ooh. Yeah, bad. Uh, Darian, if you got turned on by surf Nazis, how about <laughs> Tromeo and Juliet? Well, actually, you may get a little turned off before it's all over. Yeah. You're exactly right, yeah. Lance. I've seen that. Uh, what's her, Tiffany Shepis in yeah. there. Extremely yeah. hot. Um, the movie itself uh-uh. gets a little grody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> grody is the nicest word I could summon to describe that. Yeah. <laughs> And finally, The Toxic Avenger, The Last Temptation of Toxie, which manages to be a trauma film while also making fun of the title of a religious film that got picketed by religious zealots. Okay, that's it for this week. Keep it up. Lance from Texas. Beautiful Lance. Lance. (laughs) Was that the one where uh, Toxie ran for mayor? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of checked out of that one, Lance. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Let's get up to Lacey Washington. Here comes Grace. Hey, Grace. Grace in the house. Subject line, I'm not a lesbian, but my girlfriend is. (laughs) I love it. (coughs) Excuse me. Is generally the joke, especially when I look butch and the girlfriend is femme. So yeah, I'm bisexual, strongly prefer women, and there are two basic types of guys I like body-wise. It's just more fun to talk about being attracted to women because I generally don't click with women that love to talk about attractive men for whatever reason. Right. Uh, Sometimes it's because they're really basic and I do not have time to spend with basic bitches. (laughs) I don't have time for basic bitches either, Chris. Who does? I mean, fuck these bitches. They're pretty goddamn... I'm looking for like a luxury model bitch. Uh, A luxury bitch, I think is... A luxury bitch. Yes. I'm going to stop talking now. (laughs) 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 I love how genuinely surprised Darian was. My friend's got a good chuckle. Oddly enough, bi-visibility is something I'm working on. Happy Pride. Hey, Happy Pride to you too, Chris. Uh, She's got a a little caption here. It's a swear jar and a saying I'm gay when I'm bisexual jar. You can see they're a little mismatched. Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah. There's a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> right on. I, I actually remember her telling me that she was by right. uh, over a pizza in Portland, Oregon, mm-hmm. now yeah, that I think about it. Right. Uh, as I recall, I was exhausted and hammered when she told me that, <laughs> and I just now uh, actually recall that. So there's that. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> so my three on a meat hook for this week might be all the trauma films I've seen. Terra Firmer, gross for different reasons than you think, Toxic Avenger, and Poultrygeist, grossist. Monster in a Closet, forgettable. 
I forgot about Monster, Monster in the Closet. closet. Yeah. That is a dumb fucking movie. Yes, it is. <laughs> but the monster actually was actually kind of cool. cool looking. Yeah. <laughs> Rest of the movie, goddamn stupid. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. <clears throat> you know where all the budget went? <laughs> uh, right to that ridiculous monster, monster. suit. <laughs> yeah. If I've seen more, then I do not remember them. So I guess Toxie is number one. Poultrygeist is number two. Then. So my Cabin in the Woods reference was for a reference to the director's speech in Cabin in the Woods in response to your comment about Demon Wynn having too many characters. The amount of people you need for a Cabin in the Woods situation is five, usually three boys and two girls. I'm assuming you all have seen Cabin in the Woods. Mm-hmm. If not, you should. It's a lot of fun. I love Cabin in the Woods Yeah. until the last five minutes. Five, yeah. what, five uh, to ten minutes. Uh, yeah. That would have been a beautiful franchise. Oh, man. I would have been there every fucking year with my cash in my hand. Give me a ticket, you <laughs> motherfucker. But they just ruined it with that shit. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, well, whatever. Is Darian Starry Eyes? I actually haven't seen it yet, but I recall this from your review. You are correct, Crease. I am, in fact, Starry Eyes. <laughs> are we getting rid of immersion therapy? No, we just completely forgot to do it last week. <laughs> Sorry about that, Crease. Or did you just forget to assign a flick? Though I don't always participate, I do enjoy having a specific film to watch or recall if I've seen it. Until next time, Crease. P.S. It was my connection that made it sound like Darian was lisping. The episode was fine, and I listened to it. Um, well, that's cool. Um, I wasn't lisping. I don't. I mean, I might have been. I was, uh, you know, a couple shots in and sick, so it's very possible. Yeah, and that little penis sucker that you had in your mouth. That too. That, do, that does not help with speech. I got to get rid of that goddamn thing. Well, I don't know how we just completely uh, forgot to do immersion therapy Yeah, last I week. even picked it. We just forgot to I it. did. So I think we'll just carry it over for next week. Sure, that'll work. Okay, I already watched it. Yeah, me it's too. It's a pretty good show, yeah. actually. I think you'll enjoy it. All right. Well, I uh, appreciate you calling in or writing in there, Crease. Yeah, thanks, Crease. Although I'm curious... Uh, she did say what kind of women or, and guys that she's interested in. I'm kind of curious what her type is. Me too. Let us know about that, yeah. Chris. Or don't if you're not comfortable yeah. discussing it. That's fine too. <laughs> I don't blame you. I mean, I'll talk about MILFs until I'm blue in the face, but that's just me. <laughs> we got a couple voicemails here. Let's start right. it off with the uh, skull and crossbones of people that call into the podcast. From Alabama, here comes Alan. Alan! Cha-cha! Padded Room, what's up? It's the Immigrant Joe. People are calling to your podcast. What's Hope up, everybody's Alan? doing good. Hey, Alan. Yeah. I don't know who Darian is. Starry Eyes. Uh, Meat Hook, I don't remember what it was. Trouble uh, movies. Trash, that's a cool movie. Uh, anyway, that's all I got. Hope y'all are doing good. Bye. Beautiful. Thanks for calling in, Alan. Yeah, thanks, Alan. <laughs> <coughs> Alan strikes me as a dude that has seen a lot of trauma films. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get down to uh, Monica's pod boyfriend of people that call in to the podcast. It's Mr. Tom Hardy. Hey, Tom Hardy. Really hope I'm playing these in order. Hey-o! How's my favorite degenerates this fine day? We're good, sir. How are you? Hey, apologize for missing last week. Oh, it happened. So far behind and so far behind on uh, podcasts. You're a busy man. uh, Catching up with things, but let me get right into this. I have a feeling I'm going to 
thrown on if I don't. Well, please do. Uh, I know that uh, this week is Tromaville on a meat hook. You, but, uh, you still got to listen to my demon flicks just because if I can sure. mention uh, Witchboard oh. and Night of the Demons. Yes. Uh, the two top favorite uh, demon flicks, I'm just going to have to do it. And, I of like course, that. the third one's got to be The Exorcist. Now on to them, uh, Trauma Flick. Yeah, what do yeah, you think of that? Now, I, was, uh, I had to look them up. It's been so long since <laughs> I've seen a Trauma Flick. And I saw this one that I remember being really good and not any trauma good, but it's called uh, Trauma War. Yeah. Trauma's oh, yeah. War. Some, yeah. some such thing. I remember it being like a uh, a Trauma Lord of the Flies type of thing. and Mm-hmm. Anyway, I read the description on Wikipedia. Nothing like that. Nothing like I remember. <laughs> hmm. um, yeah, but I, I remember that one with fond memory, so I have to put that in the uh, meat hook there. Okay. Uh, for number <laughs> two, uh, let's go with um, Mother's Day. Uh-huh. Nice. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, of course. Oh, yeah. The uh, great, great uh, VHS cover art. But, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Typical trauma movie inside. And then the third one, uh, you know, I don't know, Splatter University or wow. Toxic Avenger. Sure. I don't know. They're all they're all trauma. They're all pretty much the same. You <laughs> You're know? right. Yeah. You're right. But um, oh yeah, I was thinking about it. You guys. Uh, oh, first off, there's a lot of horror podcasts out there. There sure are. Yeah, a lot of different ones that do different things that do their show differently. But there is only one where someone can compare street trash. And working a le- reference to uh, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Breaking to Electric Boogaloo like you did last week. Cheers to you, Darian. Hey, thank you very much, sir. And uh, something else I wanted to get to. Uh, last week, uh, you guys were talking about having code words, you know, like something that you could say so, you know, the person on the other line would know you're in trouble without actually having to say, yeah. you know, hey, I'm in trouble, I need help. Right. So I was thinking about this, and then as you know, a community service to help out the padded room, you know, mm-hmm. I think, you know, it's got to be individual for each one. And, well, here's what I came up with, and uh, stand by the dynamite stuff here. Okay. Blue so, balls. you know, for Buddy, you know, oh, Buddy's got a beard, right? Right. And, you know, he can't talk, and he's got to clam up, right? Right. So Buddy could say something like, hey, I uh, can't come into work today, I'm Stroking my bearded clam. <laughs> you see, and then everyone would know that, you know, Buddy's in trouble and he needs help, right? Because his captors wouldn't find that suspicious at all. <laughs> that guy just said he was playing with his pussy. Yeah. I He's get, up to something. I'd probably get girls calling in, I want to stroke your bearded clam. Oh, yuck. <laughs> GP'd, sir. <laughs> yes, you are, gp You are, in fact, GP'd. Let's get to your next uh, voicemail. He called back twice. So this is a triple G, a double GP. Wow. Let's see what he has to say this time. Hell yeah. Hey, <laughs> motherfucking P G right to here. the fucking P. And I knew I was going to be throwing it on. Anyway, That's now, okay. on to, on to uh, Darian. You see? Yeah. You know, Darian's an atheist, right? I sure am. So he wouldn't say anything nice about, like, uh, like religious figures or what have you. Right. right. So Darian could say something like, you know, Hey, I can't record the podcast right now. I'm beating the bishop. <laughs> I think this stuff's going to work perfect here, guys. I really think you're going to Un- just having these code words. Unfortunately, now, Buddy and Monica are used to that. Yeah. She's got a tattoo of a, um, of a sunflower around her stomach, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I know that, but just trust me on okay. this one. <laughs> She's always out sunbathing. You are correct. So now when she's in trouble, you see these things, you got to be able to say them. 
and have it come out like you're talking normal, you see? Right. We're going to have to rehearse. Be like, hey, I can't walk the dogs right now. I'm waiting to take my golden shower. Okay. <laughs> and everyone would know that, you know, hey, Monica's in trouble. She needs help. Right. Guys, it's a service. You know, I love the padded room. I want to make sure you're all safe. I'm Absolutely. Yeah, we part. appreciate that. Absolutely. I just suggesting you don't got to take it. I wrote those down. Now, the other thing I was thinking about, I uh, actually caught a flick this week. Ooh. Um, happy Death Day. Okay. And, uh, First one. You know, I know I'm pretty sure Darian's railed on this one here about uh, how unlikable the characters were. Oh, I don't think so. And, uh, you know, I was watching, I was like, yeah, I don't really care for this girl that much. But I tell you what, once she, like, turned the corner and started being, you know, the quote-unquote, you know, good girl or whatever, and I actually hated that bitch more wow. than the one that was being a total, like, a real bitch. bitch, you know, to the entire school. Okay. I don't know what it was, but uh, I don't know. You know, when she's suddenly like, oh, I'm going to save the trees, I'm going to save the whales, you know, and all that. Mm. Like, man, get this bitch out of here. <laughs> the other thing I had to think about, like, that flick, in my eyes, that wasn't that bad. I didn't it think so. It was a decent flick. It was whatever. It was right. More of a comedy. Midway flick, you know. Yeah. It wasn't so great. It wasn't so bad. But one of the things I was wondering, and I wanted to get your guys' opinion on. Yeah. On flicks like these that actually get... Um, you know, some studio backing. They get like commercials. They actually get released in theaters. Right. What I was wondering is maybe part of the problem is do we hold these flicks to like a higher standard and kind of expect more from them because they have that that backing behind them. They have you know they have some hype behind them. I guess. Um, just curious what your thoughts are on that. Some real bad points on that flick though. The um, the mask. I know everyone's like talked about how shitty of a you know killer mask it is. A baby. Yeah. Yeah. And I never really got it before until I saw the flick that that's like the mascot for the uh, the college. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you? Pe- and GP oh, it again. GP it again. It's fine. Called back. Yeah. Uh, he brings up an interesting point about the hype machine and how it can how it can backfire on you. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel I went in depth on that on that topic on Tim's show a couple of weeks ago when we did the breakdown of the mummy, and I feel like that one kind of backfired because, uh, like every horror website and every podcast, including this one, started shitting on the mummy as soon as uh, Mister Cruz mm-hmm. attached his name to it. Yep. Thus, I feel like um, everybody was kind of already predisposed to hating the mummy before it even came out. That's just my opinion. Mm. Uh, but I get what you're saying there, Tom Hardy. He called back again. Let's let him finish. Damn! Bam! He peed twice! Wow! Anyway, uh, superstar status. Mask for the, uh, the killer there and Happy Death Day. Yes, sir. And how it's like, you know, that the thing about it is that that's the mascot for the college. Right. Uh, yeah. I've watched some college sports, and there is not a damn college in the country or university that has a baby as no. a mascot. And I don't, I don't and understand that's not that. Bad enough. You think about all the like mascots that it could have had that would have lent itself to a cool looking mask. Yeah. You know, like a wolf, you know, Hey, it's the wolf or something. There's a wolf on, you know, they got like a wolf head mask, Ooh, like yeah. uh, your neck. Yeah. You know, or I don't know. There's just like of all the, the stupid ass mascots, they do with the stupid baby. It's a baby. I mean, it could have been like, 
I don't know, like the Romans or something, have some dude dressed up with like a centurion helmet or some shit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But a baby of all the damn things. Guys, I apologize. I've been droning on. No, you're, you're fine. Love you like family. Bye now. Love you too, sir. Love you, Tom. Thank Marty. you for calling in. Yes. Yeah, that, uh, I mean, I, th- I think, uh, obviously, there's no college out there that has a baby as a mascot, right? right? What is that? The uh, uh, University of fucking Middle Wisconsin uh, toddlers? That doesn't make any sense. No. Why would you? Why would you name your college a toddler? It doesn't make any sense at all. So that being, <laughs> I mean, once you realize that that movie is a more or less a dark comedy, it's more comedy than it is horror. Right. Yeah. Then you're like, okay, it's a fucking. It just mm-hmm. this is we're, it's, it's we're, a mockery. Yeah, we're in the we're in the realm of the absurd here. Yeah. So of course it would be a baby. It wouldn't. I mean, we we can't have this Why guy. Why would it make sense? Yeah, we can't have this guy being too scary because right. then that's going to pull us out of comedy land. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fine. Have you seen Happy Death Day? Yes. Have you seen the sequel? No. I mean, either I saw the first one. It's fine. I thought it was fine. Uh, not really a horror film in my opinion, but uh, it's had some comedic moments and. Mm-hmm. You know, kept kept you wondering who the fucking killer was. Yeah. So I, I would put it in the same realm as a Scream or a... Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I used to think that the key to a good slasher was having a creative and creepy mask. But have you seen Hellfest? Mm-mm. No. Hellfest is the one... It's another slasher where the guy's chasing him around a more or less... Um, haunted uh amusement park type of a deal like a horror themed amusement park uh haunted attraction type of a deal i want to see that one but i haven't seen that one his mask is like just a brown like a brown face yeah and i've seen the mask in the trailers it's it's not that impressive really there's nothing all that creepy about it it's just like a brown thing that covers his face and i thought it was still a good show still a pretty solid slasher so there's that, uh, my friends. That's all we have on the listener mail. Do you have anything, sir, for Tom Hardy, Alan, Crease, or Lance from Texas? Thank you, everybody, for calling and writing in. Absolutely. We should just uh, do a quick double check of the old uh, junk folder. Of course. All right. It looks like that's all we got on the old uh, emails. Uh, all let's right. go ahead and get ourselves into a movie here, buddy, shall Hell we? Yeah. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. I am skipping town. For the weekend. Good to see you, boy. You'll be upstairs. Your father's old office. It's a bedroom now. Your father took up painting. Pretty much all he did towards the end. Full treehouse. I can't believe the thing is still standing. Something's not right here. the things I can't unsee that keep me up at night. You've been a very bad boy. Oh my god! They're fucking with you! Something terrible happens to a woman and it just lives in you. That's right, inmates. We are talking about Treehouse from 2019. Now, this is part of the Into the Dark... Um, horror anthology series what this is is a pairing between hulu and bloomhouse entertainment um now it it it, they're calling it a horror anthology but each episode is actually the length of a full-length feature film 
And apparently, unbeknownst to me, each episode is supposed to be based on or inspired by a holiday. Yeah. Now, having seen this particular episode slash movie, I do not see a holiday in this. No. Did, I, did you catch a holiday? No. I, anybody out not. there catch any holidays? In the, has anybody seen this movie? Has yeah. anybody seen uh, Treehouse on Hulu? If you have, let us know what holiday it is. I'm thinking Arbor Day, perhaps. That's a, that's a stretch. There's no mention of it at all. Um, there is a wedding yeah, party a wedding. involved. That's not really a holiday, unless yeah. you count like an anniversary. The Treehouse episode is International Women's Day. Really? Okay. I did not know that. Okay. All right. I'll buy that, Tom. That makes, yeah, I'll take a that makes more sense than Arbor Day, really. <laughs> we'll go with that. I think we're both sick. Are we both sick all of a sudden? I got a little tickle in my nose. Here. I told you to. I told you it's not a good idea to make out with contagious? me. <laughs> uh, it's disgusting. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> so this one stars uh, Stephanie Beatrice, Nancy Lenahan, Charles, and Jimmy Simpson. Yeah, you guys familiar at all with Jenny Jimmy Simpson? Love this guy. Do you? Yeah, he's got a very punchable face. To me, I, I, I'm sure he's a nice guy. He's a talented actor, but mm-hmm. whenever I see him, I, I just want to smack him down. Um, you'll know him from such timeless classics as um, Rose Red, uh, Westworld. Um, what else was he in? I'm drawing a blank, but the one where he stay was a alive. Criminal, the one where he was a criminal. There's like a bunch of criminals, and they were. Brought together. Oh, it was like a it was like a TV show, right? Yeah, it was like they TV were like show. hackers or something like it, that. I don't think it was Breakout Kings or maybe See, something like that. Yeah, I remember that. Like that. You're a big fan of that show, are yeah, you? I, I used to watch that. All one. right, whatever. If only Monica was on the show to celebrate International Women's Day. Uh, tell you, Tom, that that uh, hoodie of hers would come right up, mm-hmm. and her parole officer isn't here today, so. Woo! <laughs> Nipples uh, flying is what I'm telling you. Uh, anyway, so this one starts off with uh, the aforementioned Jimmy Simpson playing a celebrity chef with a reality show guy by the name of Peter Rake. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is about celebrity chefs, but apparently they all have to be assholes. Right? Um, I, don't, I think... It's like a Chef Ramsay. Like yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think Gordon Ramsay just kind of made this like typecast type yeah. of a situation to where that's just what they all are. They're all mm-hmm. fucking assholes. Um, I've never worked in the restaurant industry. Have you? No, I've never been a waiter or been a, I, I, I eat sandwiches and cereal exclusively. So that's the extent of my culinary ex- expertise. Um, but I would like to think that I could, you know, get people's food ready without being a dickhead about it. Right, yelling and screaming and fucking off and all that. So you don't just calm the hell down, sir. Mm-hmm. If his ham sandwich is five minutes late, he'll still get his fucking ham sandwich. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I, I think that's probably more of a uh, like a reality TV thing than an actual. I don't, but I don't know. Are chefs actually dickheads? Anybody, anybody out know. there been in the food service industry? I would love to know about it. The head chef. The head chef, the the highfalutin chef, yeah. if there is such a thing. I don't know. <laughs> you probably won't find that at like a uh, Red Robin. Yeah, probably not. Or no. a uh, Chi-Chi High Fridays. <laughs> uh, Monica, I find an international woman who needs a green card and we exchange goods for services. <laughs> uh, that is a porno in the making, Tom. I love it. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned. <clears throat> <laughs> okay, uh, this one got 4.8 stars on IMDb. That is exceptionally low, if you ask me. Yeah, actually. 
Um, I think a lot of that has to do with the ending. We're going to get to that in a second. So we have this dickhead um, celebrity chef, Peter Rake, and we find mm-hmm. out, like, right off the bat, I felt like he was completely unlikable. And that's just yeah. from a guy's standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of these douche holes that just has, like, witty repartee lined up for everything. Like, uh, any kind of a, like, standard, oh, these chefs are, they're making me look bad, and I can't have that on my TV show, and all this crap. Right. Uh, he go, he takes a break from his TV show for a second, we find out he has a daughter, and an ex-wife. His ex-wife is actually on the verge of getting remarried, and the daughter, mm-hmm. the teenage daughter, is all pissed off about that, because she has to go to uh, her mom's wedding, as opposed to spending the weekend with her dad, which she would much uh, prefer to do. So uh, this is good news and bad news because dad, Peter, already has the weekend off and he's going to his parents' house. Um, and now he's got like a free weekend all to himself, which apparently he doesn't get too often. Right. Um, that sucks, but we get a, like a snapshot of the strained relationship between him and his daughter. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's uh, turbulent at best, you know. He's got like a personal assistant yeah. that is spending quality time with his daughter as opposed to him, like, taking her to all the amusement parks and stuff like that. Right. So that's kind of wacky, but I guess that's what you come to expect from reality TV show hosts, right, yeah. motherfuckers? So from there, we cut to him taking the very scenic drive to the very upscale uh, residence of his parents where he's going to be spending the weekend. I'm saying probably Northern California, somewhere on the coast. Yeah. Is that what you got? Yeah, that'd work. Yeah, yeah. Um, a very, very big house. Uh, it's mm-hmm. clear from the get-go that this dude comes from a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, Steve, hold from... Hello from South... Oh, Susan's in the house from South Boston. Hey, Susie. Hey, Susie. Have you seen... Tree- are you are you on Hulu, Susie? Have you seen this Treehouse thing? Or any of these Into the Dark uh, movies? Um, I would venture to say that they're worth... Some of them are worth a watch. I yeah. Do- I don't know that this one is. But we'll get to that in a second. Anyway, uh, he gets to the the big picturesque house, and we find out that he actually um, has a sister that is meeting him there. And before he gets to the house, he stops at the bait station, and he like kind of bumps into one of his old high school friends, a guy by the name of Lonnie, who appears to be, um, let's just say, slow. I think yeah. is I think is an accurate description. Um, Alan's in the house. What's up, Alan? Hey, Alan. The uh, Lord, High Lord Cha-Cha of people that call into the podcast. Um, so this dude, that he owns and runs this bait shop. So apparently right off the bat, we know that there's like, this is a, a rural secluded area. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of hunting and fishing and things like that going on. And apparently this bait shop is doing fairly well because he's still in business. A guy by the name of Lonnie. Apparently, Lonnie had like a thing with Peter's sister when they were in high school. Uh, Peter treats him more or less like uh, a special needs child. Yeah. Like a lot of like little jabs at him that Lonnie doesn't fully understand. Right. And just being a general dickhead Mm -hmm. all around. Has anybody seen this movie? Hey, Ginger's in the house. What's up, Ginger? Hey, Ginger. Um, I just, I, I, I. I feel like Jimmy, for me personally, Jimmy Simpson just has a face that needs a good roundhouse kick. And I I mean, I'm sure he's a nice guy. He's married to uh, the chick from uh, Two and a Half Men, which is great. They met on the set of Rose Red, as a matter of fact. 
But whenever I see that, I think it... Have you ever seen Stay Alive? Have you seen that movie? Mm. It's got Freddie Nunez. Munez, whatever that fucking guy's Munez. name is. Freddie Nunez in it. It's about a haunted video game. And uh, Jimmy Simpson's in it. He plays a world-class cocksucker. Huh. And uh, not that far off, actually, from the character he's playing in this movie. Hmm. But if you've seen him in Westworld, he's actually kind of a decent dude. And... Um, He's like one of the only guys that wants to treat the robots with any kind of respect. All right. If you've ever seen Westworld, I'm going off on a tangent. Who gives a shit about Westworld? Anyway, <coughs> this dude, this character, Peter Rake, world-class piece of shit. Now, uh, via some phone calls, we're going to find out that he's actually kind of laying low for the weekend. Yeah. And the reason behind that is because he has got himself wrapped up in a bit of a scandal their inmates mm. turns out he's been uh sexually harassing the kitchen staff and there are yeah. some other uh sexual misconduct misconduct allegations flying around that's not Th- good things of that nature it's not good man mm. i kind of feel like that's what it, he's basically being gordon ramsay is he not he's playing like a lesser version of gordon ramsay yeah, yeah, a yeah. slightly um uh, I don't know, more attractive or less attractive? I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't watch any of these kitchen shows, to be honest with you. He's playing a dickhead yeah. and a bit of a chauvinist and a bit of a misogynist. And uh, we're going to find out in a few minutes, a bit of a rapist. Mm-hmm. Also, if you understand what I'm telling you. Um, what, we're, this is going to snap into, into focus as soon as he goes to leave the bait shop and a car full of hot chicks pull up. Mm-hmm. And they are there also. They've rented a place nearby, like a cabin, and they're staying there as part of a bachelorette party. Um, with these chicks, we have the standard run-of-the-mill. Um, <laughs> they're, all, they're all screaming hot, I'll tell you that. But... the <sighs> These characters are very one-sided, okay? Whenever whenever we have a big group of chicks, we have to cover all ethnicities yeah. and all regions with it, right? which is very strange to me. So <laughs> we have our... A wide range, too. Uh, I mean, there's really no explanation given as to how these chicks came together, but it's it's it, <laughs> it's very reminiscent to me of uh, the It's a Small World ride at Disneyland. Yeah. Okay, so we have uh, the token African-American chick, who happens to be, I guess, the bride uh, that is Mm -hmm. getting married. We have the older chick. Um, We have a Puerto Rican chick Mm -hmm. who, uh, because she's Puerto Rican, every other word out of her mouth has to be, ooh, puppy. All right, we're playing up some ethnic stereotypes here, boys. Uh, We also have a wildly out-of-place English chick who, who knows where the fuck she came from. Right. very, very strange. It really is. Very strange group of women uh, to be uh, hanging out together. And uh, we get no explanation, really, as to how any of these chicks came to know each other. A group of hot chicks always looks like an ad for a community college. Yeah. <laughs> you are exactly you right. Are you are exactly correct. right, Tom. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take on some other advertising angles here in a minute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So all these chicks roll up as uh, uh, Peter is pulling out, and they kind of you know exchange some glances. There is, of course, one uh, very innocent-looking. Um, I guess you'd call her like the hippy dippy of the group. Yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got you know kind of like the homely look, but she's of course wildly attractive. Mm-hmm. And Peter gives her the eye, and she kind of flirts him up a little bit, and then uh, off they go. 
Peter gets to his house, or I guess his parents' house, where we find out that they actually have like a, a live-in maid. And um, her name's Agnes. She's been like the maid for generations. Mm-hmm. And in comes Peter's sister, who is now the actual district attorney of, I guess, whatever town is nearby. And uh, we get like a snapshot of their relationship. It, of course, is very tenuous. We find out that Peter was not welcomed at his father's funeral. Right. He was not in good terms with his father. Mm-hmm. Um, he and his sister haven't spoken in about three years. And what exactly prompted this uh, little get-together, I'm not 100% sure. But they're together, and they're going to be hanging out for the weekend until Charlotte's phone rings, and she has to take off. Uh, so away Sorry, she can't stick around. Away she goes because she's got to go prosecute somebody. Of course. And there's new evidence of some sort. A group of hot chicks I know would look like an ad for rehab. Oh, I didn't think of that, yeah. Scarlett. You're That's right. True, yeah. You're right. Um, yet I don't. I, I, I've never been addicted to drugs, but whenever I see a commercial for a rehab facility, I want to go. It looks very soothing and relaxing, and it feels like I could get a lot of therapy out of it. And, and meet a lot of chicks. <coughs> yeah, probably be fucking left and right. But, um, well, I, I don't know. I, I know it's very expensive. It's like $4,000 a month, and your insurance probably ain't going to pay for that. But, uh, you know, maybe I could, like, come up. I'm addicted to Mortal Kombat 11, so maybe I need rehab for that. Hmm. I don't think they're going to let me in for a Mortal Kombat addiction. No, probably probably just going to laugh at me and tell me to get the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. Quit playing Mortal Kombat, you loser. Yeah, grow up. Guru of the will, game. will you grow up, you son of a bitch? Look at you. <laughs> You're out there playing video games. <laughs> anyway, um, so Peter's there, and we get some some weird like little snippets and flashbacks here of what's going on with Peter. Uh, first thing we notice right when he walks in is one of his father's paintings has been replaced by another painting of a... Um, Somewhat morose-looking young lady with black eyes sitting on a picnic uh, blanket with, like, uh, um, cheese and wine and a bloody knife. Mm-hmm. Eh, that That's kind of out of place. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and uh, it's a bit, uh, you know, gothic, I think, if nothing bit. else. So he's like, hey, yeah. that's kind of creepy. And then we're going to get to know Agnes a little bit better. She's uh, apparently blind or on the verge of going blind. We know that because her eyes are completely pale. Mm-hmm. And um, she's smoking weed, which I guess is good for cataracts. Yeah. Right? So maybe she has cataracts. Maybe I need to get some cataracts. So, well, we're in Nevada. (laughs) We're in Nevada. It doesn't fucking matter. It's legal. It's legal here. I can go down to the store and get it anytime I want. (laughs) Hey, Raven. You can be addicted to anything now. You're right, Scarlett. I can be addicted to anything. But... What I need to know is what's going to get me into rehab because I need some paid off vaca- paid time off vacation from work, and I would also like to hook up with hot chicks in a weird spa, um, something with a hot tub. It looks porn. like but porn. I'm a, I'm addicted to porn. <laughs> is that a question? Or are you- <laughs> I, I don't know. I think, I think I think I just discovered something about myself, guys. <laughs> You're I'm gonna I'm gonna call uh, Shady Acres or whatever it is and get get a see yeah. if I can't get a seat. We were a little late today. Woo! <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sorry. Am I late to group? I just uh, oh, my arm's a little sore. <laughs> All right, so that's fun. Uh, this house is huge and it's very picturesque and it's very, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's some place where we would want to hang out. 
And it's uh, kind of creepy because now he's stuck there by himself with the uh, going blind uh, maid or housemaid or I don't, I don't know what you call her. Cleaning lady, if, if nothing else. Uh, anyway, we're going to cut to that night. Uh, he's there and he's just kind of hanging out, having a glass of whatever. And uh, the there's a knock on the door and it happens to be the hot hippy-dippy chick that he saw back at the old uh, bait shop. And he's yeah. like, "Oh my, hello." Now, if we didn't already know, we're gonna it's gonna get hammered home. What a fuckface this guy is! Because yeah. um, he let we get a story from her. Apparently, the power went out on her side of the street, and now her and all of her uh, cronies, for lack of a better term, are over there without power. And she came over to borrow some candles and flashlights, and uh, you know some other essentials Mm -hmm. so this guy just proceeds to barrage her with uh cheesy i'm not going to call it witty repartee i'm going to call it borderline annoying uh repartee Mm -hmm. and um just the he's not a dude that i would want to hang out with and i don't feel if i was a female i would not be comfortable around him because it's obvious, it was obvious to me. I don't know if it's obvious to you. It's obvious to me uh, from the get go. He's trying to fuck her. Oh yeah. Now very obvious. I get that she's hot and he's like this successful uh, reality show dude, and she recognized him. So um, I don't know, man. It's just it's just a little too little too obvious, little too yeah. creepy, Leave little a little, too thick. little too scumbaggery. Mm-hmm. For I don't know if that's a word, but scumbaggy, <laughs> scumbaggery, scum, scumbaggish, scumbaggish. <laughs> little too. Uh, you have a boner sticking out of your pants, ish, <laughs> for me. Um, so you know, ooh, you're a. I get it. You're a hot chick. You probably think I'm Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> mm-hmm. eh, get the fuck out of here with this. Um, anyway. Uh, he gets her her stuff and the candles and the flashlights and she comes in and takes like a quick tour of the place and then he sends her back to her um, powerless, um, you know, without electricity uh, group uh, um, bachelorette party oh, yeah. across the canyon there. So, yeah, scumbaggery, uh, Scarlet. I don't know if that's a word. I just made it up, but I'm going to put it in the uh, urban dictionary. Scumbaggery in the first degree. Cold-blooded, premeditated scumbaggerish, scumbaggerish-ish, scumbags, scumbaggery-ish, scumbaggery, is is what it is. That that's exactly what it is. Uh, he has like some weird dreams. Uh, that night, uh, we get like little snippets of flashbacks of like uh women screaming and uh you know uh, think food being prepared and things like that. Wakes up the next morning. And he's like, okay, I'm, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm here, everything's fine, I'm all by myself except for my cleaning lady. So he decides he's going to go for a run. Very cool, I'm a runner myself. Uh, puts on his headphones, goes hauling ass outside into Headband. the woods. Headband. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm just going to leave this alone. <laughs> I'm just going to leave, I'm just going to let this go. Um, uh, he looks like a, a, a turd, but that goes without saying goes running. He goes running past a tree house. Okay. Out in the woods. Now it's this, this tree house is very strange to me because mm-hmm. he runs past it and he's like, Oh, that's the old tree house. And he kind of like looks at it for a second. And then, uh, what's her name? Kara, the hippy dippy chick shows up mm-hmm. and she's like, Hey Peter, what's up? He's like, Hey, what are you doing? And they talk for a minute and he explains that him and his sister, 
um, who spent a lot of time in this treehouse when they were kids. Right. Now, here's something strange about the treehouse. Treehouse, but it looks like it was built by like a landscaping company. It looks like it had a parking lot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It didn't look like a treehouse. It looked like a condo. Is what I'm th- I'm mm-hmm. thinking. It's it, it's like a two story situation. Well, you know they did have money, so well I know, but it's still a place. fucking treehouse, buddy. <laughs> it's not supposed. To, I don't. Whatever, man. I mean, this is obviously a very upscale neighborhood. Yeah. For all I know, it was uh, built by uh, like a landscaping company. Probably was. I had a working elevator, uh, pool out back. You know, you park your car in the garage, and then you go up to dishwasher, too. dishwasher, all that shit. <laughs> yeah. This is a very uh, probably had more square feet than the house we're in right now. Right? Piss me off i wonder what you pay for something like that i'll live in a treehouse dude if it if i can get a good deal on it has its own butler yeah <laughs> fucking treehouse anyway he's like oh this is a treehouse that we spend a lot of time in but as he's looking at it he realizes that there's like a weird um he he said it was a face it looked to me more like it was just like a a random array of sticks uh, like nailed to the front door. Mm. So he's like, oh, what is... Somebody defaced my treehouse when I was a kid. They put this fucking thing on the door. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, Scarlet... Or uh, not Scarlet. Sorry, Scarlet. I don't know how you got dragged into this shit. Uh, Kara is talking to him and he's explaining this. Here comes two more of the bachelorettes. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> the African-American young lady and the Puerto Rican young lady. Yeah. They come down and they're like, hey, what's going on? Oh, it's the celebrity chef guy. And he's like, yes, it's me. And uh, he's like, oh, the the African-American young lady is wearing a, um, what do you call that, a veil? veil. As if to say, hey, I'm getting married. And he's like, oh, you must be the kept woman. And she's like, (laughs) that was funny. How dare you? You call me a kept woman? Do you know what that means, you son of a bitch? And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't mean to offend you. It's just a, it's just like a, a, you know figure of speech i'm sorry and then he's just like oh i'm just fucking with you so uh the moral of this little segment is that peter uh invites uh kara and all of her bachelorette friends to the house so that he can cook them dinner because well, he's trying to fuck kara is what it, what's yeah. what's trying to what he's trying to and if not kara any one of her hot little friends i'm sure so um, she reluctantly agrees. They decide they're going to come over. He uses the pretense of he's tr- experimenting with uh, recipes for his new, new book, cookbook cook. coming out. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. Well, fair enough. He's a celebrity chef. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, if a ce- celebrity chef offered to cook me dinner, I'd probably take it. Uh, yeah. I'm sure it's going to be good food. Yeah, nothing else. The worst is probably better than... <laughs> you know, you're going to have to suffer through his witty repartee through the dinner, yeah. and he's going to try to fuck probably all six of these chicks at one point or another. Mm-hmm. But you get a free meal out of it, you know? And you don't have to go to a McDonald's or anything. Yeah. No, I'm into it. I'll do it. Uh, so... They agree. He goes back, gets dinner ready, uh, spends like all evening cooking and preparing stuff, and he's got his little uh, uh, housemaid uh, working Mm -hmm. with him. Hey, just popping in a second. Uh, Kids too? What? In a kid zoo? I'm in a kid zoo. Oh. Scott's in a kid zoo. All right, Scott, thanks for joining us. Uh, Don't feed the animals. Don't feed the animals. (laughs) Keep the kids away from the lions uh, thing. Some... (laughs) Yeah, it gets it can get very ugly. Uh, mm-hmm. Obey the safety procedures, sir. Yeah. Please. Uh, anyway, 
Chicks come over. Uh, they all start drinking. He, they all bring bottles of wine for him. So the wine is flowing. Everybody's uh, having cocktails and having a pretty good time. Yeah. Um, pretty soon, he he can't stop with this horse shit. Oh. And it's flirty to an extent, but like, uh, I don't know. He just like, at one point... Okay, these these chicks are weird to, from the get go. Mm-hmm. But at one point, they're talking about uh, one of them broke up with her fiance because I think he wanted to have a kid and she didn't want to have a kid, or there was some uh, nuance about he wanted one at a certain time and she didn't think it was his place to tell him. I understand that, but uh, here comes uh, Peter Fuckface and he's like, "Well, you know, men do most of the work in the the relationship." And blah 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 blah. Yeah, dude. Oh, come on. Come on, man. I mean, even if you are a chauvinist fuckface, which you very well might be, if you're trying to get in these chick, chick's pants, you got to way to keep it on the down low, <laughs> yeah. dude. You got to put that shit under, you know, put it away for a second while you uh-huh. schmooze these. You're already halfway there. You made them dinner. You got them all liquored up. You're, you, I dude. Think he was more liquored up than they were. Well, they, yeah. Well, <laughs> that that interesting point. We'll get to that in a second. But... You know, you're on your way there, dude. Mm-hmm. And most of these chicks are hot. You're getting them hammered. You made them a very nice dinner in this huge, lavish house. Chances are you're going to get your dick sucked by the end of the night if you play your cards right and keep your fucking mouth shut. Yeah, and stay in the kitchen and cook. Just bring out what He you couldn't can. do it. He couldn't yeah. do it. He c- couldn't stop running his fucking yapper. Yeah. And he's just digging himself a hole deeper and deeper as he goes. Mm-hmm. But he's trying to play the celebrity card on these chicks, and they are... Not, not they're not buying it as I wouldn't either because he's yeah. a bit of a dickhole. <coughs> Agnes got roped into helping. Agnes got roped into it. The the poor housemaid. Yeah, she's just trying to you know do her job. Uh, he's getting hammered more hammered than the rest of the chicks. And uh, as the night goes on, they step outside to like a fire pit type of a thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Peter makes them all um, these very lavish desserts, and he brings them out, and they're all like, "No, we're good, thanks anyway." Peter is now, at this point, visibly drunk. He's, like, staggering around. Agnes makes him a bowl of something. I'm going to call it soup. It's kind of what it looked like with soup. Like mm. a nice bowl of sludge coming at you. And she's like, drink this. It'll help sober you up. (coughs) So he drinks it, and then, actually, that just makes him even more woozy. Mm -hmm. So he goes out there, and he makes even more misogynistic remarks, digging himself even deeper into a hole. Quickly realizes that these chicks are on the verge of uh, punching him in the face and decides that he's going to be like, I'm sorry, ladies, I'm drunk. I'm just going to head on upstairs. Stay as long as you like. Help yourself to whatever's in the kitchen. Feel free to come on upstairs and suck my dick if you want to. I'll be the big spoon. Or he had some fucking knucklehead joke about (laughs) some passive aggressive last ditch effort to get in somebody's pants. And then he goes upstairs and passes out. Good for him. Um, so now we're going to cut to a couple hours later, I guess. I'm guesstimating the time here. Uh, wakes up in the middle of the night and realizes that he's sleeping next to the English chick, Mm -hmm. who, in my humble opinion, was probably the hottest of the group. Uh, wakes up and he's like, hey, I guess we got it on. She's passed out. Yeah, I guess we got it on there. So he gets up and he starts staggering around. Checks to make sure she's breathing. Yeah. (laughs) What the fuck has he been up to, man? I know, right? He's a goddamn serial killer. He's used to roofing these chicks, raping them, and then smothering them in their sleep, I think. <laughs> right. Celebrity chefs, dude. 
Stay the fuck away from them. Especially if you're a young, attractive lady. They're looking to stab you or rape you or something else. Mm -hmm. Anyway, he goes staggering out into the... And he's like, oh, fuck. Starts hearing weird folk music coming from the downstairs area. If you hear weird folk music coming from your house, get the fuck out of there immediately. Mm -hmm. Have you not seen The Strangers? Weird folk music? Go. Go. Right now. Out the the door. door. As fast (laughs) as you can. Get in your car if you have the keys. If not, just run. Who gives a shit? Um, so he goes downstairs to investigate the weird folk music. Gets down there and he's like stumbles into like this weird side room where the first thing he encounters is a random peacock. Uh, like the bird with the big tail. Peacock. Mm-hmm. Just kind of moseying around this room. And he's like, hey, what are you doing here? I'm still drunk. Uh, starts looking around and then sees like this weird um, Wicker Man-esque... Um, totem, I guess you'd call it. Yeah. It's like a big effigy, I think is a good word. I don't, I'm don't. i not 100% sure what that means, but it's like a big thing, a big person that somebody has built out of random sticks and twigs, and it's mm-hmm. creepy. So he's like, whoa, this is creepy as shit. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. So he hauls ass back upstairs to wake up Morgan, get her out of there. He's like, Morgan, I think Agnes worships the devil or peacocks or something. Uh, goes upstairs. Looks in the room that he just came out of. Morgan is no longer there. And the bed is made as if she was never there to begin with. Right. So he's like, oh, fucking, how much did I drink? Mm -hmm. Uh, As as he's investigating this scene, there's a a ding-dong at the doorbell. He goes and pokes his head around the corner, looks downstairs at the doorbell. What we see uh, through the glass door is... um, what I would call a mix between a wicker type of a witch, if such a creature exists, like a a very folksy kind of, like she's got like a weird, how would you describe that? It, I don't even know. It, she's got like a, like a DIY uh, witch uh, thing wicker going on. Witch. A wick, like she made the whole, she's got like a, a creepy mask and a weird, uh, Homemade, folk, artsy, kind <laughs> yeah. of a hat, like a headdress thing going. It's creepy. Yeah, I'll tell you, it's creepy. It's creepy. Oh, yeah. And she's standing outside the door, and he's like, "What the shit is that? You're mm-hmm. not coming in my house." Unfortunately, the front door is unlocked. So as he's standing upstairs, looking down at her, she's like, uh, "Yes, I am coming in. I'm just going to open the door and walk yeah. right in," which is exactly what she does. And he's like, "Oh, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> Barely can open the door." <laughs> So he starts backpedaling, trying to get it back into the bedroom, and, and now we hear Morgan in a different bedroom. She's like, hey, the door's locked. And he's like, let me in right now. Um, as he's upstairs looking down, here comes this other individual mm-hmm. from around the corner uh, wearing another, like, Wiccan uh, folks already kind of, kind of a mask. Comes, like, hobbling around the corner and then just stops and stares at him and then, like, goes running right past him, which I thought was kind of weird. Yeah. So you're being home. Creepy. It was, but like, if you're gonna, if I'm being home invaded, I expect to be attacked. Yeah. You know, like, okay, it's my house. You're in my house. If you want my shit, you're gonna have to fight me mm-hmm. or like subdue me. You can't just go running right past. Hey, I'm here. Are you? Here I am. You gotta. I what? think that'd be creepier though if it just ran by. I'll, I'll, well, yeah, but I mean. You're right. You know, you're right. That would, that would, that would, it would be confusing more than yeah, anything else. Right? It's like, come on, fight Hey. Runs back, it's like, what the hell was that? I'm going to call the cops if you don't get out here and fight me right now. 
Well, I, I mean, I think I should call. Are you, uh, I mean, unless he runs right out the door and just keeps going, <laughs> yeah. in which case I'm just gonna. I, I think he was just lost more than more than anything. Right. I, I don't know what he. I don't Did know what he's doing. Sugar? He didn't even. Ta- are you gonna? I got a Blu-ray player. You want to take that? I got. You supposed to? Are you robbing me? I don't know what you're doing. You want a vacuum cleaner? I mean, you're going right past. I don't. I, I think he's just lost more than anything. I got. A G, you want to come back and I got GPS. We'll find out where you're going. I don't know. It's fucking crazy. RTO's the other way. Yeah. Well, hey, leg twelve is this. You gotta. You gotta go around the lake. That's right. You can't just go through my house. What are you doing? <laughs> stupid. <laughs> that's stupid. Uh, anyway, so that that's what happens, and then he's like, oh, and pretty as as this is happening, and the witch from downstairs is slowly creeping up the stairs toward him. He starts getting even more woozy, and then he's like, mm-hmm. oh, I can't feel my arm. Oh, I can't feel my leg, and then he just collapses, and then he kind of he's still conscious. He's like looking, oh, what the hell? And then we see somebody drag him back into a hallway. Mm-hmm. <coughs> now we're going to cut to I don't know an hour or two later. He is now he wakes up. He, apparently he got punched unconscious or something. He wakes up. He's now strapped to a bed in a different room. Um, he's still paralyzed, like from the neck down. He can't move any of his limbs, and he's like um, he's got like a collar, like a dog collar around his neck, and yeah. he's chained to the bed. Not a good sign. No. Uh, he wakes up. Morgan is also unconscious. She is. Hey, Nez is in the house. Hey, Nez. What's up, Nez? Uh, Morgan is also unconscious. She's laying at his feet on the bed. So he's like, yeah. Morgan, you got to wake up. Anyway, she's got blood coming out of her mouth. Mm-hmm. He's like, Morgan, you got to wake up. I can't move my arms. I can't move my legs. What am I going to do? Uh, she wakes up and she's like, oh, my God, what's going on? And then um, the witch, the the weird folk folk witch, I guess, for lack of a better term, comes up behind her. And she kind of gives like a lick of the blood, and then, and then she's like, <laughs> and then the folk witch lifts her mask up, and we see that it's actually Kara, yeah. the hot chick that he was trying to get on earlier in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, now here comes all the other bachelorettes out from behind her, and they're all, um, they're not really dressed like witches, they're kind of like in their pajamas, I guess. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. I don't know what a witch would dress like. I, I guess my version of a witch is much more hot topicy in a in yeah. a way. These ones all had like bathrobes on, and um, I don't know. Maybe they were supposed to be ceremonial robes or something like that. It would have been cool if they were like the craft or Hobby Lobby. You're right, Tom. Oh, Hobby Lobby. Hobby Lobby would make cool. sense too. Uh, anyway, they come out and they're like, "Oh, you're a real fuckface, Peter. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna show you the er- error of your ways." <clears throat> so they have him strapped to the bed, spread eagle with his legs apart. Uh, they pull. He does have underwear on, and is like a wife beater. But they they pull out a crossbow, and they level it right at his his taint, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Oh, don't worry, it's not loaded." And then they load it, and they're like, "Okay, now you should be worried." Mm-hmm. So. Uh, they go on about explaining to him what a fuckface he is and how he doesn't pay his uh, female kitchen staff as much as he pays his regular kitchen staff. And, um, you know, various sexual harassment suits along the way and things like that. We already knew Peter was a fuckface. Oh, yeah. These chicks at this point are now just kind of hammering at home. Mm-hmm. And uh, the dialogue here gets pretty choppy. And <laughs> I guess the worst example of of an attempt at being clever is when... 
Peter's like, you guys are just a bunch of angry bitches. And they go, we're not angry bitches. We're angry witches. Oh. Ow. Woo. That was a good one. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they all have the same tattoo. They all have the same tattoo. We saw it earlier when they were having dinner. Whatever the mm-hmm. whatever the fuck. Uh, so now what we're looking at here is they're gonna like torture Peter throughout the night and like you know fuck with him. And uh, this 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 is when I I kind of got attached to these ladies because I thought you know okay witches they're witches I like witches yeah. I could have done without that attempt at humor right there yeah but um i'm like all right i like witches i'm I'm a witchy kind of a guy i like a witch movie i like Mm -hmm. witches i like these chicks uh now this is kind of starting to make sense and i'm hoping to see like some some like uh like a wicker man kind of a thing or maybe they're gonna uh burn them alive on like a a A lot of voodoo doll do a voodoo doll type of a deal or something like that uh really what they do though is a bunch of cheap parlor tricks yeah um, so he's paralyzed. That's great. <coughs> they start off by putting like a bracelet on him and they convince him that it's a snake. snake. So he's freaking right out and he's like, Oh, get it off me. Get it. And then he looks down and it's just a bracelet. And, uh, then they talk a bunch of shit to him. Um, of course they're talking shit to him the whole time. The whole time. They did sing the shut the fuck up song, which I thought was kind of oh, cool. Yeah, that, that was funny. Shut the fuck up. Nobody cares what you have to say. I'm doing a terrible rendition. I know. I apologize. If you actually watch a movie, that part's actually kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Uh, they put makeup on him. They continuously oh, yeah. threaten to castrate him and do things like that. Um, they shave him. Uh, at one point, he does piss his pants or his underwear, I guess. Um, yeah, it was when that when that uh, black lady came out and she was like yeah. portioning or something. It was really yeah. weird. Yeah. Well, he, okay. This... I have, a, I have a bit of a problem with the ending of this movie. Uh, this part actually makes sense when you know the ending because yeah. uh, the, the black lady and the, um, the, the older lady come out and they do like a weird reenactment of Peter sexually harassing a reporter. Yeah, and I didn't know what they were doing. I thought it was like this is really weird. All of a sudden, they're like interviewing each other or yeah. something. But uh, it took me, a, you know, okay. once it was over, I was like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing there. Afterward, uh, Peter accused them of being uh, crazy bitches, and that set the uh, African American lady right off. So she's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna break out the beast on your bitch ass!" And she basically just starts writhing around and like sticking her tongue out, and she like started to levitate for a second, which was pretty cool. But then Kara comes out, comes out, and she's like, "Ominous Domine," and then she settles right the hell down. Right. Okay, now, if you're paying attention, you'll notice that the African-American lady doesn't actually do anything. She doesn't really change. There's nothing really, other than her coming a a foot or two off the floor, (coughs) there's nothing really supernatural happening here. And this is going to get explained in a minute. If you're, in case you're wondering, chop blockers or YouTubers or padded room Mm -hmm. inmates, we're going to spoil the shit out of this movie. So, uh, he gets all fired off, but as all this shit talking and uh, humiliation is going on, he's slowly starting to regain the use of his hands and arms. Um, At one point, the Puerto Rican chick and the English chick come in, and they're doing their version of the shit talking. 
and he's like, "Oh, you guys are just bitches," and "Oh, you're you're the new girl, aren't you?" There, English uh, Morgan, and she's like, oh, "Maybe," and he's like, "Why are you with these crazy bitches? You just need accept acceptance that much that you would just throw in with anybody." You're like my daughter, and he's kind of like breaking through to her for a second, and as that's happening, the Puerto Rican chick has got like the straight razor that she used to shave him, and then he like grabs her and like takes the straight razor and cuts himself free and gets out and starts running through the house. Yeah. Uh, gets upstairs, manages to get a phone call through to Lonnie, the slower guy that ran the bait shop. And he's like, hey, Ron, hey you got to help me. There's witches in there they're taking me hostage and you got to get over here. Um, unfortunately, once he, he does get the phone call off, at least that much of it. And then after that, they cut the phone line mm-hmm. and he goes for the door and he's basically, the, they have the place surrounded. Uh, he decides to make a mad dash through the African American girl, and she uh, does. Oh, boy. She does like an MMA twi- <laughs> yeah. twisty flip choke on him and chokes him out. That's the wrong witch to go through. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, she's been to a kickboxing class or two because she handled him like he was nothing, <laughs> like he was butter. Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, so he's out. They put him back in. Now they put him in like a full cage. Oh yeah, bird cage. Yeah, bird cage. And uh, he's like, oh, what's going on? Um, the the good news though is that he got the phone call out to Lonnie. So Lonnie shows up a couple hours later with a gun, and he's like, "You know, I'm just gonna take a look around." Kara goes out there and meets him, and she's like, "Oh, you know, Peter just had too much to drink. He's he's a fucking asshole. You know that, and he's probably trying to bully you again." Mm-hmm. And Lonnie Lonnie's not as as stupid as he looks. He's like, "You know, if you." Really wanted me to think you guys were just having dinner. You should have put more lights, more lights on. on. And then yeah. he pulls the gun out and he starts walking around the house. Um, no, he gets ready to walk. He gets ready to. And then this is where we get a, a little bit of a reveal. We're going to find out that Agnes, the housekeeper, is actually Lonnie's mom. Yeah. And I, I'm drawing some conclusions here, but I believe that Peter's father actually was the real father of Lonnie i.e. he was nailing Agnes, the housekeeper, because there were some allusions made via dialogue earlier in the movie about women having to bear um, uh, disgusting truths and not being able to tell anybody and things like that. It's very, um, I don't know. I don't know what I'm looking for. Uh, Whatever. Anyway, uh, so that's kind of like the big reveal. Agnes shows up and she's like, Lonnie, you need to just get out of here. Lonnie gets back in his car and drives away. And then Agnes pulls Kara aside and she's like, no more fuck ups. Go do what you got to do. Yeah, finish it. Now, that's all well and good. Uh, So Kara goes back inside and now what they're doing, and I guess what I I guess this part is really silly. They make Peter dress up in a young lady's like clothing. And they explain to him why this is happening to him. And they're, like, humiliating him, and they've got him at crossbow point. Mm-hmm. The crossbow. What's up with the crossbow? I get it. It's a it's a coven of witches. Yeah. Uh, the crossbow looked like it came right out of a, a museum. Yeah, it did. Why? Why do you need that crossbow? It's 2019. You can buy a Glock at any Big Five sporting goods store. And I'll... I'll Venture to, I would much rather be shot with a crossbow than a Glock. That's just my opinion. Hmm. You say Glock over a crossbow? Depending on where. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I I felt like that was just... I mean, it's going to make sense in the end because we're going to find out this whole thing is not what you think it is. But anyway, we'll get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Something that just struck me as odd. So... Uh, they're, they're making fun of him. And then we get the big reveal as to what's going on and why this is happening. So 
Kara, the ringleader, the hot hippy dippy chick of the group, um, is actually the uh, younger sister of a woman that Peter sexually harassed and went on to commit suicide and is actually the chick that was portrayed in the painting that we saw earlier in the house. Right. I.e., she, um, I believe she either OD'd or slit her own wrists during this picnic and thus... Um, Peter takes no responsibility for it, of course, because he's a fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. But um, everybody, anybody who knew the young lady or knows Peter knows what really happened, i.e. the sister and all these, mm-hmm. this coven of witches. So that's pretty cool. Um, he's, he's an asshole. We already know he's an asshole. Uh, personally, I was hoping they would just kill him eventually. Like, at some point, he would just die because I didn't like the fucking guy. Yeah, I was hoping he was going to be tortured. Yeah, uh, or in some other horrendous fashion. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to have what they call a quote-unquote witch hunt. Mm. So they're going to turn Peter loose. In his girly outfit. In his girly outfit and his high heels, and he's going to go running through the woods, and they're going to hunt him down for sport with one crossbow. <coughs> Witchy powers notwithstanding, of course. So he goes hauling ass through the woods. They go chasing him. They're running around uh, in their fucking witch robes, and now they've all got animal masks on too, mm-hmm. homemade style. Uh, he goes hauling ass straight to the treehouse where he used to hang out. He goes running up there, barricades the door. As soon as he gets up there, he realized that like the, the walls of the treehouse have been decorated with like news clippings of him, yeah. uh, various sexual assault allegations, uh, a lot of like pictures with his eyes scratched out and things of that nature. And he's like, oh my God, these bitches have been following me. What am I going to do? Uh, he's hanging out there in the, the treehouse. He thinks he's okay for a minute. Whoa, way to bring the picnic down. Harsh out. Everyone's good time. Well, to be honest, Tom, it was a one-person picnic. Uh, depends on where they're going to shoot me. LOL. That makes sense too, Scarlett. Um, I, <laughs> That's what I would say. I'm... <laughs> You know, I I think you're right because <laughs> now now that I think about it, I think you're right, Scarlett. Now that I think about it, uh, chances of me getting killed uh, with a point blank glo- shot from like a Glock 45 instantly, I like that. Uh, but if I get hit with a crossbow bolt, especially in right in the fucking taint, uh-huh. that's gonna hurt like a son of a bitch, and I don't think it's gonna kill me. Yeah. I think I'm gonna have to hang out with a crossbow bolt. Hurt on the way out too. Uh, <laughs> Up my my uh, taint. Re- oh fuck! <laughs> Leave it in. Leave it in is what I say. I'm, I'm gonna die eventually. Cost their Woody. Fuck. <laughs> Get out. Get out. Use the window, you son of a bitch. <laughs> this fucking guy. Jesus. Anyway, um, he's he's kind of barricading himself into the treehouse. He sees uh, headlights rolling around outside, mm-hmm. so he's like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna get out of here." He's running out there. He's like, hey, help me, help me. It's his sister, so Charlotte. So he's like, oh, my God, Charlotte, you got to get me out of here. Jumps in the car. Uh, they start driving, and he's like, there's witches, and they're following me, and they know everything about me, and I don't, I'm so fucked. They were going to cut my dick off. And uh, Charlotte's like, oh, my God. They said they could fix you, not fix you. Right. And now we know that Charlotte's in on this little mm-hmm. fucking hoot nanny. So uh, she pulls up. She just stops the car, and she's like, Look, you motherfucker, you're a piece of shit. You've been treating women like shit your whole life. And it started 
back when you raped my f- best friend in the treehouse that you just climbed out of when we were in high school. And he's like, what? Rape? I didn't rape her. I was drunk. And she's like, you did rape her, you motherfucker. Yeah. And um, nothing ever had, nobody believed her. And I stood up for you because you're my brother. And everybody knows what really happened, but nothing ever happened to you because you're rich and uh, you're a dude and everybody knew you were going to be this mega success. So... That poor young lady just kind of got swept under the rug, and you are a piece of shit, sir. So, and apparently you've been doing that to women ever since then, because there's never been any consequence for it until today, you fuckface. <coughs> Excuse me. So he's like, what? I was drunk. It's just a blur. I was just, it was drunk. We were kids, and it's just a blur, and I don't even remember. And he's like, yeah, it's always an excuse with you, you fucking asshole. And as they're having this conversation, the witches are slowly surrounding the car. Uh, boom, the, the windshields blow out and they grab Peter and Charlotte and pull them out of the car. And, um, I'm, I'm at this point, I'm, I'm on, I was always on team, Witch, despite the, uh, the bad writing behind this movie, but I was like, okay, they're going to fucking burn him alive or something. And then he wakes up in his bed the next morning, safe and sound as if nothing ever happened. Yeah. Uh, we do get a cute little montage before that about him like being nailed to a table and lit on fire. And uh, I think they were putting stuff in his asshole or something. There's like a lot of dancing around and throwing snakes at him and stuff. But then after that's all done and over with, boom, wakes up in his bed safe and sound. And he's like, oh, what happened? Oh, what's going on? Oh, this is where I checked out of the movie. Yeah. This is where I che- I hate yeah. that shit, man. The only thing that's worse than that is when you find out he died at the beginning of the movie and this is all oh, like dream or, dream or his own personal hell or some crap like that. That makes it even fucking worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they showed like one of the parlor tricks where the stove like pops on well, seriously no, and she's got a clicker. Yeah, well, no, it gets even worse. That's where it gets worse. I'm already pissed off, but now it's going to get even worse because uh, he's like, oh, oh. So the phone rings. He runs down there and answers it. It's Cara. And Cara's like, hey, you motherfucker. Uh, we are a society of witches and we're going to, if you pull any more shit, we're going to burn you alive, you piece of shit. He's like, I won't say anything. Thank you so much for not killing me. And then, uh, he goes back to the treehouse and he sits there and cries for a minute. And then he goes back to, uh, his daughter and he tells her what a wonderful woman she is. And while that's happening, we cut to the sister, uh, (coughs) excuse me who's now talking to Kara, and we find out that everything that happened was a special effect. Um, The oven coming on, the car windows blowing out, they were like weird uh, squib charges. It was all fake. Everything was bullshit in this movie. Oh, no! (sighs) Fucking fuck! You just ruined it. You ruined the whole movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, there you have it, inmates. That's your movie. That's Treehouse uh, from the Into the Dark uh, Hulu series. Yeah. I, I was I was on board. There there are some writing issues. There's some dialogue issues. Up until uh, I could even see them letting him go and being like, "Look, you fucking asshole! You do it again, we'll really roast you." Mm-hmm. I could see that. I wish they wouldn't have. I wish they would have lit him on fire. But as soon as we went into special effects land, that's where I said. No can do. Yeah. It took you that long to check out. Respect, man. Oh, and <laughs> Scarlett, have you seen this movie? If you have, I would love to know when you checked out. Sounded like a great concept. 
It was it ginger was. until the until like the last ten minutes. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been great if they had just followed through with it and just lit him on fire, sacrificed him to some female female deity. That would have been great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, had had like all the the chicks that he victimized come come back and stab him in the dick. That would have been great. Yeah, you know, you go had the black goat in there. Yeah, you had black uh, black Philip showed up for a second. Mm-hmm. You know, a bit, but no, you. You hit the panic button at the last second. You yeah. you threw the safety valve, and what we got instead was a watered down, um, I guess, moral story, which is don't yeah. victimize women. Which I mean, if you're not a piece of shit, you probably shouldn't do to begin with. And I think we all can get behind that. Right. Uh, I have not, and now I know not to. I just found you, but I will watch again. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Tracy. Right. Hope you dig the show. Yeah. We're talking about Treehouse uh, from 2019. It's on Hulu. It's part of their Into the Dark um, series. series, franchise, anthology. anthology, whatever you want to call it. Um, we we spoiled it for you, and I think you're welcome. I think that's going to work <laughs> to your benefit. Yeah. If you, oh God, there, there, there's a lot of problems with this movie. Um. Ladies, I know a lot of ladies out there watching this right now. Let me ask you ladies a question. When you get together with your girls, do you have anything to talk about other than being a lady? Because that's all these chicks seem to have to talk about. Um, I know when my wife hangs out with her girlfriends, they're us- they do a lot of shit talking about other girls who are not presently with them. Um, these ladies just want to talk Go about... their spouses. Well, their spouses, I mean, that goes without saying. But the women in this movie just want to talk about being women, which is very strange to me. Mm -hmm. Whenever I hang out with Buddy, we don't sit around talking about our penises. No, for the most, for the most part, we, I mean, that's like the introductory. Yeah. We we do a How's little. Your penis? Oh, it's fine. <laughs> we do a, we do a little like sword fight shake yeah. thing. At, music comes out, yeah, and, <laughs> and then we go into football. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the, the vast majority of this movie struck me as a Massengale douche commercial. Yeah, and that is very off putting to me. I felt like these characters were very one sided. I felt like. Um, I was I was on the team I was on the team which this guy's a piece of shit he needs to pay for everything he's done. I talk about serial killers. Well, Ginger, of course. Nice. We talk about hot guys or food. That makes sense, that makes Tracy. Sense. That makes yeah. much more sense than mm-hmm. what these chicks are doing. Um, the yeah. uh, I don't I don't know, man. It seems to me this struck me as either a Massengale douche commercial or a Folgers commercial or. Any kind of commercial that just needs a weird multi-ethnic group of young ladies to sit around and talk about being young ladies. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like that's Almost what... like a vacation commercial. Yeah, maybe. Hey, come stay at uh, Pleasanton Suites yeah. where... You have your hot, own personal chef. And, and a random group of hot chicks will show up to help you uh, discuss being a chick. I get. I don't. I don't know, man. It just struck that the dialogue involved with these young ladies did not seem very realistic to me. Right. Um, I could see it like if one of them had recently been a rape victim or something. Like if there was some precursor to the yeah. dialogue that would, but I, I, it just seemed weird, and no, it felt no focus point. It didn't feel like there was. It felt like they were trying too hard to drive the, um, the. Um, and not necessarily the women empowerment thing home, but just I don't know. I don't know what I'm what I'm trying to mm. like. They were, we get it. He's an asshole. 
these chicks are here for uh, the, these chicks are the juxtaposition of him. I understand that, but you could be a little more subtle with it. I think you know what I'm saying. It, mm-hmm. it struck me as very odd. Uh, me either, but who wants to be normal? Last guy I met said you're weird. I was like, thanks, man. Well, I love that about you, Tracy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't like normal people around these parts. Mm-mm. All right, guys, that was uh, Treehouse from 2019. Um, I say go ahead and skip this one. Yeah. Because, or if you want to watch it, watch it up until the last, you, you don't have to, you don't even have to watch the last 15 minutes because you already know what's going to happen. We took care of that for you. Um, it's not that good. I'm wondering about the rest of the movies in this series. We'll find out. Because this one had a very, I don't want to say lifetime uh, feel to it or a Hallmark Channel feel to it. But it seemed very watered down. It seemed very PG thirteen ish. Not a lot of cussing. Violence was nobody even died in this movie. There were like uh, well, allegations of the sister supposedly. supposedly killed herself, but we didn't get to see that. Right. You know, we just saw her looking morose in a field uh, with a picnic basket. Mm-hmm. We can draw all kinds of conclusions from that. Really, I don't know. Whatever. You know, when I was watching it, I was expecting Lonnie. You know, to, he was. I was thinking he was actually playing dumb, and then with the whole witches, he comes out with a gun. I'm like, oh, he's gonna flip a switch. That would have been cool. That would have been that would have been cool. He's like actually after these witches, and he's been watching them for a while. Yeah, kind of what I was hoping for. That would have been something. I would have liked that. It just didn't feel like a lot of creativity went into this, which is disappointing, especially coming from Bloomhouse. Yeah. All right, inmates, we're gonna take us a little break. We'll come back with some other stuff. G'day mate, welcome to Australia. Home of baby eating dingoes, 100 different animals ready to kill you, Mick Taylor, Mick Dundee, and 20 other guys called Mick. Oh, and the dumbest bloke on planet Earth. I'm Ben, and I'm here to learn about horror films. But fear not, I've come to help this poor special needs kid as I make him sit down and watch some of the greatest and not so greatest horror films out there in our podcast, Horror for Dummies. Hooray! So join us every week on the Pattern Room Network as we talk about horror films, old and new, and listen to some favorite tracks while we spray some spiders. So the question stands, where the bloody hell are ya? So jump onto your kangaroo and hop on over to the Padded Room Network. Getting ready for bed at a regular time is one of the most important habits you can learn. David has probably never stopped to think what a wonderful thing sleep is.
Hey inmates, if you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And we are back. Yeah. Buddy. Yep. Man, mm-hmm. don't uh, sexually harass young ladies. It's not cool. It's not a cool thing to do. All right, I'll take it off my it's, bucket list. I mean, well, it was on your bucket list. <laughs> well, how young that's are even we weirder. <laughs> that's even weirder. You want something you want to do before you die is sexually harass a chick. Well, I like ladies younger than me, but you know, above twenty-one, obviously. All right, let's not get weird with this. I don't want to be implicated in anything. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! You think you know somebody? <laughs> oh man. All right, are you ready? Are you guys ready to start off the 2019 Terradome season? You fucking betcha. You fucking betcha. It starts <laughs> right now. Wow. No tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. I'm not going to hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains in. I'm gonna bash him right the fuck in. I'll kill you all. I'll drive you crazy. I'll kill you all. Worst dream come true. Six-year-old child with this blind, pale, emotionless face, with blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. To the Terradome. What we have here this week, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be the competitor announcements. Now, what I'm going to do is run down the list for the uh, singles and teams divisions. If you want somebody that is not on this list, you have one week to let us know so that we can make the changes. Otherwise, we're going to go as is. And so, we'll let you know who's taken as well. Absolutely. So, without further ado, in the singles competition, we have Pazuzu from The Exorcist. Celine from uh, Underworld, Charlie from uh, Firestarter, uh, Freddy Krueger, of course, Chucky, Kayako, Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers, The Tall Man, Candyman, Pinhead, Pyramid Head, Pumpkinhead, Leatherface, Ghostface, Jigsaw, Otis Driftwood, Maniac Cup, Samara, Herbert West, Norman Bates, Hannibal Lecter, Pennywise, Dracula, Frankenstein, The Mummy, Creature from the Black Lagoon, Wolfman, Damian Thorne, Killjoy, Chrome Skull, and making his first appearance ever in the Terra Dome tournament, Art the Clown. <laughs> yes, <Woo-hoo! laughs> I love it. Let's take a look at the teams division. <coughs> we have a couple of new competitors: zombies, ghosts, infected, werewolves, predators, cenobites, xenomorphs, critters, nightbreed, Silent Hill nurses, lost boys, thirty days of night vampires, witches. 
Killer clowns from outer space, Nazi zombies, demons, jungle cannibals, inbred cannibals, mutated cannibals, home invaders, children of the corn, puppet master dolls, umbrella corporation, elite hunting company, the blind dead, the firefly family, the Sawyer family, the gremlins, the deadites, a religious zealot cult, the trimmers, and killer cars, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> if any of those strike your fancy or there's somebody that you want to see fight this year that has not been mentioned in the uh, competitors list, Please let us know. We'll make the adjustments and move forward from there. Fight announcements are going to happen next week, and the first of the preliminary fights will happen the week after that. Yeah, so get them in quick. Get them in quick before they go fast, inmates. All right, who is not available? Let's take a look at who we have already picked in this year's tournament. Tim has taken Jason Voorhees and the Predators. Sean has taken Kayako and the Werewolves. Lance has taken Chucky and the Cenobites. Jaleesa has Freddy and the Xenomorphs. Alan has Charlie and the Witches. Tom Hardy has Celine and the Critters. And Troy has Pazuzu and the Nightbreed. All right, there you have it. I got my eye on a few. Yeah, on a yeah, few. Me I'm too. just got to wait and see who picks what. See how Ooh. I want to plan my strategy for this year. Right. I got. I got some. Ide- I got some good ideas though, buddy. Oh, I can't wait. I think I'm gonna go far. <laughs> All right, inmates. While you're pondering that, we're going to tell you what movies we've been looking at this week. In a little segment we like to do called What Are You Looking At? What are you looking at? I only got one movie in this week. It's called The Toy Box from 2018. Have you heard of this one? Uh-uh. Monica talked about it a couple of weeks ago. It's more or less a haunted RV. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. It's, 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 it's got its flaw. It stars Denise Richards, who has uh, a pretty good amount of plastic surgery these days. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, she's still hot. Really? But, yeah, it just, I don't know, man. She's got like a desperate housewife thing. Type yeah. of a thing going on, I like a Orange County desperate housewife type of a deal. It's it, I whatever. That. The movie, the movie is fine. Yeah, it's uh, it's got some good moments, but in the end, it's about a haunted RV, right? Which sounds, I think it sounds silly. It does, but it kind of resonates a little bit with us here in Nevada because, like the the Nevada landscape is just riddled with abandoned RVs, <laughs> right? And you can't help but wonder. What the fuck happened in there? How did it get out there? RVs and sagebrush. You know, we have them both in <laughs> yeah. abundance. And that's all I'm looking at, buddy. You got anything worth mentioning? Wow. Yeah. Actually, I uh, checked out The Pentagon Wars. Not a, it's not a horror. It's a comedy war movie. Okay. Uh, I actually think you would like this one. Okay. Uh, being in the military yourself. Sure. So, um, but it's about the Bradley tank. Okay. Really what all this focuses on. And right. just this whole process of everything is just hilarious. Okay. Yeah. I. I didn't know exactly if I was going to like this or not, but yeah, it was pretty good. Cool. Yeah. That's it. That's, That's it. That's all you got? Yeah. All right. Right on, inmates. Uh, so <laughs> this is normally where we would get into immersion therapy. Uh, we're going to do it, but we don't really have a movie to talk about because we completely skipped this segment last week. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. Whoopsies. Immersion therapy. Well, 
We actually do have a movie to talk about, sir. <laughs> it's called Target. Yeah. It's from, uh, I don't fucking know, Indonesia, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> you're welcome. No, you're not. <laughs> Present your penis for slapping. <laughs> That's a stupid fucking movie, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it was. Well, you know, I got to throw one of those once oh, in a while. Oh, God. <laughs> it's, uh, I guess it's a, uh, an attempt at in, like, horror comedy from Indonesia. Yeah. The, the, I kind of liked it, though. Well, the comedy was very 12-year-old, you know? Yeah. The fat guy cannot stop eating throughout the entire movie. Right. And thus has himself a series of misadventures, all food-based. Yeah. Uh, the, the action uh, star. The action star is a flamboyant homosexual. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it, and I mean, and the fight scenes in this. Oh, thing. for fuck's sake! <laughs> Goes to do that flying kick, and then just doesn't quite make it. <laughs> this is very silly. Yeah. It is very silly. More comedy than horror, I'd say. Yeah. Um, whatever. <laughs> what do you got for us? This. What do you got for us for last week, Amigo? <laughs> All right, I actually watched it last week. Me but, too. <laughs> but for this week again, that we forgot to announce, uh, 2018's The Perfection. I'm sure this is the latest Crave buzz that's going on right now, but it's uh, written and no, it's written by Eric C. Carmelio, directed by Richard Shepard, and stars Allison Williams, Logan Browning, Eliana Huffman, and Stephen Weber. Yeah, check that out. Um, check that out, inmates, <laughs> if you haven't already. Uh, definitely, we already watched it. It's definitely worth a watch. I think you're going to dig it. Yeah. Take some twists and turns and dips and dives and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have no Miss Monica to educate. I believe Chris, Chris nailed me with uh, Starry Eyes. That's exactly yeah. who I was. Clearly, I'm not very good at coming up with that shit on the on the fly. Oh, I think you did pretty good. Well, yeah. you know, your first one, Monica, just decided to say it, right? Yeah, just there. threw it out there for everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wrecked the whole game for us. So we will skip that segment and jump right into Werewolf Athletics with a little company of wolves. Hell yeah. The Company of Wolves. 2019 RTO is in the books. We did it again, you son of a bitch. Yeah. This time I felt the full fury of the RTO karma gods come yeah. back to smack me right in the fucking mouth. Oh, yeah? Yeah. See, what happened was uh, we had a young lady on the team a couple years ago that I said some very mean and hateful things about. <laughs> oh, but to be fair, she fucking earned it, buddy. Oh, yeah? She was a right see you next Tuesday to me and everybody in my van. <laughs> so for that, she earned the nickname that I just bestowed upon her. And right. that has become a running joke in the team. Uh, but it came back to haunt me this year when uh, mere moments before I was to start my first leg, my cell phone got snapped pretty much in half. Yeah. And thus, I thought I was going to have to run the entire RTO with nothing but the sound of my own breathing. Pretty. Oh, that's terrible. That's You don't want to do that, man. No. That will drive you crazy. Oh, yeah. And especially if you're looking at a long distance run mm-hmm. over a prolonged period of time. It will literally make you insane. Yeah, I did that once. For like It was a five-mile thing. I'm like, oh, I no. need something. Oh, no. 
You're like playing uh, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon in your head, trying to keep your mind occupied yeah. and not trip over the rocks and the boulders and right. shit. Forget it. Uh, I did get a little lucky, though. My wife was nice, nice enough to let me borrow her cell phone when I ran. Oh, that's so nice. Isn't it, though? Uh, unfortunately, I was stuck with my wife's playlist. Oh. Party in the USA. <laughs> I got a healthy dose of uh, Miley Cyrus, uh, U2. Uh, there was some red hot chili peppers in Brittany. there. Um, other various female uh, singers whom I don't recognize. And Gwen songs. Stefani, Britney Spears. I don't fucking know, man. Taylor Swift. A lot of uh, singing about how sad we are about whatever the yeah. fuck. Not good running music. Country? but. Uh no no more no like more like poppy Pop, okay. uh but like early she hasn't updated her playlist since uh we got married in 2012 oh so like Cindy Lauper 2012 you fucko <laughs> not 1985 <laughs> Jesus Christ so uh yeah that's I'm uh, from now on I'm gonna keep my goddamn nicknames to myself <laughs> <laughs> so are you changing your playlist now to hers Absolutely not. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. I don't I don't have to. I can sing all of her songs for oh. you. I can recite them for you if you like. They're terrible. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, so without further ado, inmates, I have a list of people to thank for this year's RTO team. Uh, leg number one was our very own running wife, Sarah Greenblatt. She ran this one five months pregnant. Way to go, Sarah. Fucking champion that one. Uh, leg two, I think, was Liz Dendry. She is also a champion. This is her second year on the RTO team. Way to go, Liz. Uh, good news. She was not on her period this time. Oh, good. Had a little yeah. bit of an issue with that last year. Glad yeah. we got that sorted out. Mm-hmm. Leg yeah. three was an RTO. Way to RT- put that on hold. Uh, yeah. You know, if we could, Liz, if we can kind of work around that, yeah. that would be great. I don't know. Wouldn't Ma- it, though? <laughs> maybe you could sync up with somebody who's like later in the month. <laughs> I don't know how that, I don't know how any of that shit works. <laughs> right. I think they got pills for that. Uh, yeah. Let's, let's see what we can do. Maybe a hot flash or something. I don't know. Uh, leg number three is an RTO virgin, Heather Langell. Um, I don't know if she'll be joining us again. No. Well, way to go, Heather. He- way Congrats. to go, Heather. You did it. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, it wasn't too torturous for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, leg four was your very own, Amanda Fortuna. Yeah, way to go, Amanda. Fucking beast, that one, dude. Mm-hmm. She took a year off, came back, and still crushed it. Nice. Uh, leg five was our bodybuilding friend, Karen Dosh. I believe. Yeah, Karen Dosh. Right on. Way she, to go, Karen. She's the bodybuilder of the group. Uh, leg six, Margie Martinez oh. uh, coming in from last year. I think she was in van two last year, did leg eight, I think, or something, yeah. eight or nine. Nine, it was. Right on. So going from van two to van one is actually pretty easy. Yeah. It's when you go the other way is when it gets oh, hard. Okay. Way to go, Margie. I ran leg seven. Don't worry about me. Leg eight. <laughs> never do. Never do. I'm, I'm fine. Uh, Miley Cyrus playlist, notwithstanding. Uh, going into leg eight was Kristen Aquist. No, 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 no. It was Michelle Hammond. Way to go, Michelle. Uh, Michelle's the veteran of the group. This was yeah. her eighth RTO. Holy cow. Yeah, she's only got like four more, four and more, then she yeah. can officially retire. Mm. Uh, leg nine was Kristen Aquist. That's Way to go, Kristen. The downhill. Her knees blew out. Oh, man. damn. Yeah, she was on the verge of having to have surgery, and then she came back and now had to run like what is probably the hardest leg on your knees because uh-huh. it's all downhill on a dirt road. Oh, yeah, yeah. That will fuck you right up. I did that one a couple of years ago. Yeah, I'm still sore that. from it. Mm. Uh, leg 10, of course, my lovely wife, Daly Brock. Way to go, Daly. Sick as a dog throughout the entire RTO. That's horrible. Still did it. Mm-hmm. Champion that what one. A champ. 
Uh, what are the leg 10? Leg 11 with Sean Aquist. He's the guy I have to fight every year for the hardest legs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Way I to be- go, Sean. I beat him this year. Oh, yeah. So my leg was harder than his. Oh, what's that? Although, what is- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think, I think it's the other way around. Hey, keep your innuendo to yourself, fucko. <laughs> and, <laughs> excuse me, last but not least, leg 12, Jared Fleetwood. Living proof that big guys can move fast and do it stoned out of their fucking minds. Oh, yeah? All right. Way so to go, well Jared. done, RTO team, Dead by Daylight 2019. We'll see you guys next year for another race. Way to go, everybody. That's awesome. That was a taxing little adventure. Another one in the books. In the books. I have eight more years of this shit to go before I can, I can retire. Yeah. Yay. started earlier, huh? I know, right? <laughs> I didn't even know about this until like five years ago. Huh. Anyway, I think that's about going to do it for the week, inmates. Um, like, comment, subscribe wherever you heard this. We do have the TV show on Choplock TV if you're not watching already. Also, the live YouTube stream every Tuesday at 7.30 Pacific Standard Time. Um, we do have a Patreon campaign running and a bunch of other shows here on the Padded Room Network. You can find everything you need to know about us at paddedroompodcast.com. You'll find the other shows, the Patreon link, the bonus swag, the bonus content, all of the live feeds and anything else you could possibly... I put a picture of Buddy's asshole on there. He, does, he doesn't know it yet, but it's up. And it's, uh, you can use it as a dartboard or... Uh, <laughs> dartboard, yeah. Bullseye! You know, draw a little smiley face on there. Whatever you want to do. Uh, other than that, I think that's about going to do us for the week. Buddy, you got anything else on the week, amigo? No, we covered it. Right on. Join us next week for Down here in uh, Into the Dark Month in the Padded Room podcast. I wonder what holiday that is. I, be- I want to say Christmas. I think it starts off with like them leaving for Christmas vacation. Okay. And that's it involves people getting stuck in an elevator. Nice. And they get stuck in the office because no, everybody else is on vacation. I don't know. I could Hot, be wrong. stinky elevator. Oh, it, it gets sexy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Fucking Hey-o. TVMA. You don't get to see anything. Whatever. All right, inmates. For Buddy, Miss Monica in absentia, her push-up bras that she hates, the Reno Tahoe Odyssey, Dead by Daylight, um... Sexual harassment victims everywhere in the Padded Room podcast. I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Have a great week.